Hello, and welcome to McLean's on the Hill. I'm Cormac McSweeney, Parliament Hill Bureau Chief for City News and Rogers Radio. The Trudeau government has unveiled its new defense policy with a promise of pumping billions of new dollars into our armed forces to grow and modernize the military. To kick off our show, we have an in-depth interview with Defense Minister Harjit Sajjan, who addresses concerns about the new spending, explains how cyber attacks could allow the military to disrupt organizations like ISIS, and he defends the controversial decision to buy unmanned armed drones. Ahead of the new defense policy, Foreign Affairs Minister Christia Freeland gave a speech in the House of Commons outlining the government's foreign priorities. She says Canada can't rely on the U.S. anymore for defense or global leadership. McLean senior writer Paul Wells and McLean's Ottawa Bureau Chief John Geddes join me to give their thoughts. And we end off our show speaking with former Australian Prime Minister Julia Gillard. She was in Ottawa recently in her role as chair of the Global Partnership for Education, we spoke with her about how she feels the Trudeau government can step up its efforts in educating children around the world. For your politics, for your power, welcome to The Hill. It's been more than a year in the making, but the Trudeau government has finally unveiled its new defense policy and its promising major changes with lots of spending. The 20-year framework is called Strong, Secure, Engaged, and I have it in my hands right now. It is 113 pages filled with 111 separate commitments. Now, the federal government wants to boost defense spending from $18.9 billion last fiscal year to $32.7 billion by 2026. That's an increase of 70% over 10 years. Now, the military says it will be using that money to increase the overall size of the regular and reserve forces by about 5,000. That should bring the total size of our military to uh, more than 100,000 members. But it's not just manpower. Uh, the military wants to buy a whack load of new equipment, including armored vehicles, ships for the Navy, and drones. Now, drones have been a point of controversy for some time in debates around the world, uh, but Canada has now made the decision to buy unmanned armed drones. Of course, we also have to replace our CF-18s. That aging fleet will be replaced with 88 fighter jets. That's an increase on the 65 that the previous conservative government said it wanted to buy. Now, there will also be the creation of a new cybersecurity force within our armed forces. And this will allow the military to now engage in cyber attacks. There's a heck of a lot of stuff in this. And to dig a little bit deeper into the new policies and what, what they'll all mean for our military and the country, there is no better person to speak to than Defense Minister Harjit Sajjan. So, Minister Sajjan, thank you very much for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me. All right, so let's let's start with the money because that's a big part of your plan. Uh, more than sixty billion dollars over twenty years, but in a more short-term frame, your plan is to increase the budget by about fourteen billion dollars uh, over the next ten years. That's with new money. Where is that money actually going to come from? Because the finance minister has already budgeted for the next five to. 
10 years with his plan and his budget, and we didn't have this kind of spending. So is it going to become come from deeper deficits for the government, or are we going to see cuts to other departments to make sure that defense can spend the money it needs? No, actually, when, when we... Uh or when we finalized the defense policy review and we went through the uh, the rigorous costing uh, process, and and we as a government uh, then decided on uh, for this uh, in, uh, defense spending, it, as the minister of finance stated in the in the previous budget when it was launched, that our government's commitment to um, uh, as part of the defense policy will will be in there, and so this has been taken into account um, with the the long term fiscal framework, um, which was announced in in the last budget. We just wanted to make sure it was announced separately as part of the defense policy. So you don't need to make cuts from any departments or go deeper into deficits than what you had already planned. No, we we, uh, we as a government has uh, committed to uh, supporting the Canadian Armed Forces. So this is this was taken into account um, uh, uh, when the Minister of Finance uh, announced our budget. That's one of the reasons why when I stated that we wanted to complete the work for the Defense Policy Review by the end of the year, so that we could have those detailed discussions of um, uh, making sure that the money, um, uh, the the amount it's, itself that we can go through the deep analysis with the Minister of Finance, and that, that was done. So during when the uh, budget was announced, uh, the, the Minister of Finance announced that the, the, the planned uh, de- uh, spending for defense will be announced in the defense policy. Because, I mean, the defense policy itself is a very big deal, and we wanted to make sure that uh, we announced this to Canadians in the manner which we did yesterday. You are increasing spending quite a bit, but we're still going to be far from our NATO spending target of 2% of GDP. The numbers that you gave was by 2024-25, we would hit 1.4% of our GDP. And it will rise a little bit further beyond that, but then it will start to dip again. So at a time when our allies are asking us to hit our 2% target, your long-term vision uh, for the military in terms of spending won't hit that target. So are you basically saying no to our allies? No, in fact, the, the Wales Pledge, uh, Canada is committed uh, to, the, to the Wales Pledge. Uh, the defense policy that we created is for Canada. Um, but as part of the, um, our responsibility to be, as the defense policy stays strong at home, we do have a responsibility to, to the world. And our multilateral is very important, and Mr. Freeland outlined that uh, quite eloquently a couple of days ago in, in her speech. So we took into account our, our responsibility at NATO to be able to uh, be working with coalitions, our eventual peace support op- operations that we'll be um, uh, announcing. So we've taken that in, in, into, um, uh, into account. And what the Wales Pledge also said is nations to stop the decline in, uh, in spending. And given what the planned increases, uh, we knew that the, the, the numbers were going down. Hence the reason why we made uh, uh, this um, uh, announcement for defense spending. Now, this defense spending for the next 20 years gives the Canadian Armed Forces all the necessary resources um, so they can carry out their missions. And let's never forget, we, when we end up talking about the money and we talk about the, uh, the ships that we're buying, the planes, the number one capability, um, it's our people. And we need to look after them. We need to look after their families, making sure that all the, uh, the benefit packages are in place. That's why the tax-free uh, exemption was so important, the support for the MFRCs, the military family resource centers, to look after their families. 
So what we've done here is now create, um, with the 20-year plan, allows the Canadian Armed Forces to be well-suited so our, our government and future governments will be able to utilize them well. But when it comes to our defense uh, spending in terms of our GDP, NATO wants uh, an increase uh, so that nations can uh, share the burden. And we, too, feel the same way. That's why we've taken a leadership role uh, in NATO. So it's about actually stepping up and doing something with it. I'll give you an example. You can have a mil- military that's uh, a million people in it and spend a lot of money for it, but if they don't have the necessary tools, well, you don't become credible. What we have here is a, uh, a force that structure that's going to be credible, it's going to be well-equipped, and with the right leadership to actually have an impact. And hence one of the reasons why we've taken a leadership role as one of the uh, framework nations for the battle groups in Latvia. And, you know, something that uh, this leadership role that has been lacking for probably the last 20 years. So do you think that our allies will accept that, though? There's been a push for more spending. You're saying we're not going to hit that target, but we will you know, commit in other ways and we'll, we'll step up to take action even though we're not spending our target. Uh, will our allies accept that? No, our allies expect, just like we do, is nations to step up, making sure that we're spending uh, on defense, making sure that our equipment is not becoming uh, obsolete. And we expect that of all nations. Then at the same time, you can have all this defense investment, but what are you going to do with it? Are you going to be a credible partner at time of need? Uh, well, Canada, we have we have stepped up, and um, I'm not sure if you've been able to see all the comments from our important allies. Uh, one, it's been very positive because we don't create a defense policy in isolation either. Um, we do consult our allies, just like they consulted us when they were developing theirs. For example, the UK, um, New Zealand, and Australia conducted their defense policy reviews, and we had an input into theirs, and they had an input in ours. So we work very closely together to making sure we have the right force structures. For example, there are certain capabilities that we have uh, that it's far superior to others that allow uh, that allows us to uh, to fill uh, certain gaps for other nations as other nations provide support for us. So it's about working together, and that's why multilateralism is so important uh, to to our government because there's no one nation can deal with the challenges that uh, that we face around the world. All right, that was the first half of our in-depth interview with Defense Minister Harjit Sajjan discussing the Trudeau government's new defense policy. Stick around on McLean's on the Hill because Sajjan isn't going anywhere. Coming up, we continue our conversation with the minister who addresses concerns around buying unmanned armed drones and he tells us how he hopes military cyber attacks can disrupt terror groups like ISIS. Later in the show, the McLean's panel weighs in on the government's foreign affairs priorities and former Australian Prime Minister Julia Gillard speaks to us about how Canada should be investing more in global education.